no change. Praise God. I appreciate that. If you'll take your Bibles and go with us this morning to the book of Proverbs, chapter number 10. And uh, I tell you, I was praying this morning, and uh, the Lord uh, just laid this on my heart this morning. And uh, been, you know, sometimes you work on two or three sermons. I don't know how different preachers are. We're all different, I reckon. But I work on two or three sermons, and whichever one hits me, that's the one I'm going to preach. Amen. And I'll tell you, this one hit me right between the eyes this morning. And so I pray it'll be a help and be a blessing to you. Amen. I'm glad in these last days we can still have revival. Amen. God is still on the throne. Amen. The Spirit of God is still working and still moving, and the Word of God has power, and Jesus still saves. Amen. And uh, we can still live in victory. Amen. I want to preach a few minutes this morning uh, from the book of Proverbs chapter number 10. If you're able to stand with us there this morning in reverence to the Word of God in prayer, we'll just read one verse of Scripture and then pray and then you can be seated. Proverbs chapter number 10 and verse number 5. The Bible says, He that gathereth in summer is a wise son, but he that sleepeth in harvest is a son that causeth shame. Heavenly Father, I pray this morning in Jesus' name, God, that you'd help us today. I ask you to hide us behind the shadows of the cross. Lord, I don't want to say anything to draw attention to myself. I don't want to say anything to grieve the Holy Spirit. Lord, I don't want to say or do anything to promote myself in any way this morning. God, I pray that you would be exalted. I pray that it would be all about you and nothing about us today. I ask you, Lord, to help the church. I pray that you'd save sinners. I pray that you would reclaim backsliders this morning. God, I pray you'd encourage the discouraged and strengthen those that may be weary and those that may be insecure. I pray, God, that you'll give them security this morning, that they'll find rest in your word. And God, for what you do today, we'll give you the glory and the honor and the praise. For we do love you and we thank you and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated this morning. I want to draw your attention to our text this morning and I want you to notice that this verse of Scripture centers around two sons. The Bible said, He that gathereth in the summer is a wise son, but he that sleepeth in harvest is a son that calls us shame. And I want you to notice these two sons very quickly this morning, and then I'll give you the thought that is laid upon my heart. I want you to see in verse number 10 uh, the son, or the verse number 5, the, the son who is laboring here. The first part of that verse says, He that gathereth in summer is a wise son. So what we see in verse number five uh, is we see a son who is laboring. Notice the task of his laboring that he is gathering. Amen. He is get, gathering some things up. You know that's what you do in summertime uh, uh, when there's a harvest coming in. Uh, the, the, the plowing, the planting, the sowing is all over with and there's a gathering time. And so that's the task of this son. And you know everybody likes the gathering but gathering in and of itself uh, it's labor, it's work. Amen. I mean, you may see the fruit on the vine and you may see, uh, listen, the fruit on the trees, but you've got to go out and get it. It's not coming to the house by itself. Can I get an amen right there? And so there's the task uh, of his labor. And then there is uh, the time of his labor here. Uh, I mean, he's gathering at the right time. I noticed here uh, the Bible said that he gathereth in summer. Amen. And we're in summertime right now. And that is the time that you gather. Isn't that right? Uh, you plant in the spring. 
and then you gather in the summertime. And so there's the timing of his of this boy's labor. And there's the task. And then there is the truth of his labor. Notice the Bible says here, he that gathereth in the summer is a wise son. Amen. Now what makes that boy so smart to be able to gather in the summertime? I'll tell you what it is. He's gathering while there's an opportunity. He's gathering while there is fruit on the vine. He's gathering while the fruit is coming in. He's gathering while the sun is shining in his life. He's not waiting for the winter time. He's not waiting for the hard times to start looking around. He's gathering some things, could I say it this way, young people in the youth of his life, in the summertime of his life so that he'll have something to sustain him when the winter comes. Amen. And so there he is here, the son who is laboring. But then there's this other son here that I want you to notice this morning. There's the son who is lazy. Amen. And notice the Bible says here, but he that sleepeth in harvest is a son that calls a shame. Now, this boy isn't like the other boy. Amen. I mean, he's not laboring. He's lazy. And his sleep reveals his laziness. Now, there's nothing wrong with sleep. Can I get an amen right there? I mean, God designed our bodies to have to have rest and to have to have sleep. But the problem with this boy right here is that his sleep is in a time of harvest. He is sleeping in a time when he ought to be working. Amen. Notice his sleep reveals his laziness. His shame reveals his laziness because he is asleep. The Bible said in harvest that he causeth shame. Amen. What I'm saying this morning is that this son was too sorry to work during harvest time and he brought shame when hard times come. I'll tell you when I think about that subject this morning, I think about this young man here. I think about the principle that Solomon is giving. It's a principle for life. Isn't that right? Uh, And this is not just a story, but this is a life principle that Solomon is teaching us uh, that you don't wait till hard times come. Uh, You don't wait till, listen, uh, a time of need comes. Uh, You work while it's day. Can I get a witness right there? You work in the right time uh, so that you can reap uh, the benefits uh, when the hard times come in life. What we have here is we have a boy that's just bumming around. I want to preach a few minutes on this subject, on summer bumps. Summer bumps. Now this morning, it's not this sermon isn't for the faint of heart. I promise you that. What I'm saying is, you got a boy that starts out this verse in verse 5. I mean, he's gathering in the summertime. That means he's sweating. That means that boy's a toiling. That means that boy's working out in the heat. Uh, But he knows he's got a responsibility. He knows he's got an obligation. He knows there's more at stake than just him. And he's filling his spot. He's filling his obligation. And he's doing what's expected. Amen. But you got this other boy in the same season, the same time. It's summertime. It's harvest time. But you know what he's doing? He's laying up. He's sleeping it up. He's got his hands folded. He's got his feet propped up. He's probably under the covers. He's just taking it easy. He's just a summer bum. Amen. I want to say this morning, not everybody that's homeless is a bum. Can I get a witness right there? A bum is somebody that's lazy. A bum is somebody that won't put forth an effort. A bum is somebody that's always dependent. 
dependent upon others. A bum is somebody that can't do anything for themselves. They need somebody to hold their hand. They need somebody else. They're constantly depending on someone to aid them and to help them in every situation of life. I'm telling you, listen, we got street bums and we got beach bums, but we got some spiritual bums too. You know that? There's a lot of people, my friend, they sit on pews and they go to churches, good churches just like this, but they won't put forth an effort to get involved. They won't step up to the plate. They won't invest anything in their own spirituality. They're always wanting somebody to aid them, always wanting somebody to prop them up, always want somebody to help them. Hey, listen to me this morning. Don't you backslide in the summertime. Amen. Don't you become a summer bum. Don't you get so wrapped up in the lake and so wrapped up in the ball field and so wrapped up in the sunshine and so wrapped up in everything else and that you let your spiritual life go to pots. Amen. I'm telling you, friend, tonight or this morning, we don't need to be spiritual bums. We don't need to be summer bums. It's been in my heart these days. Let's don't backslide in the summertime. Can I get a witness right there? You say, preacher, you preached that as a, that same thought a couple of weeks ago. I sure did. And I may wind up hammering it all summer long before it's over with. Uh, brother, I'm telling you, as I said a couple of weeks ago, let me go on record again. I don't want to have to repent for anything in the fall. I don't want to have to repent in the fall for anything I did in the summertime. Amen. That means you ought to keep your dress right. That means you ought to keep your activities right. That means you ought to keep your church attendance right. That means you ought to keep your given right. I'm talking about don't be a summer bum this morning. Amen. Well, I'm enjoying preaching this. I don't know if you're enjoying hearing it, but I sure am enjoying preaching it. Amen. I feel like I'm cleaning out a few arteries this morning, Brother Keith. I'm telling you, there's a lot of folks, all they want to do is just bum around spiritually and just come get a little bit here and a little bit there and then go back to their carnal way and their carnal living. I thought to myself, why would this young man sleep away his summer? his opportunities. Why would he just be lazy? I'm telling you, listen, I can't stand laziness. Can I get an amen right there? I'm telling you, friend, it's one thing when somebody's not capable of doing something, but it's another thing when they're just too lazy to get out there and do anything. I'm telling you, everybody needs a good work ethic. Can I get a witness right there? I'm telling you, we're not just in the physical realm, but when it comes to the work of God, when it comes to our own spirituality, you've got to put forth an effort if you want God to bless. Amen. You see, God won't do for us what we can do for ourselves. And why would this young man sleep away his summer? The same reason a lot of young people sleep away their youth. The same way a lot of preachers sleep away their Bible college days. The same way that a lot of members sleep away their church services. They don't get anything out of them. They just get through them. And this morning, I think about this young man. And there's four things I want to give you here concerning this young man as to why this young man slept away his summer. You make sure this morning when I talk about sleep, I'm not talking about physical sleep. I'm talking about spiritual sleep. This morning, we don't need the devil to rock us to sleep. There needs to be an awareness. There needs to be an alertness about us spiritually. We need to be in tune with God. We need to be in tune with this book. We need to be in tune with preaching. We need to be in tune with worship. We need to be in tune with working for God. We don't need to be a summer bum. Amen. We need to be busy. Why was he a summer bum? I'll say number one this morning. Because of his lack of character. 
This boy's lacking character. Can you see that in the text? I mean, I don't know this morning who he would be, but he obviously had some influences in his life. He's sleeping in a time of harvest. He has no ambition. He has no accountability. I mean, someone ought to get this boy out of the bed. Amen. I remember when I was a boy uh, uh, growing up, uh, when summertime come, uh, my mom and dad did not let us sleep late. Uh, we had to get out. This was late to them, but we had to get up at 7 o'clock. We had to get up earlier when it was school time, but when summertime came, uh, they thought they were being gracious uh, by letting us sleep till 7 o'clock. Uh, and the only reason uh, they let us do that was because that's when they both went to work. And I remember saying this to him. I said, well, 7 o'clock, uh, that's still early. They said, well, you're getting to sleep later than you would be if you was in school. Uh, but we had to get up. You know why? Uh, because, uh, uh, listen, the garden had to be hoed uh, or it had to be watered uh, or it had to be picked. Uh, uh, the okra had to be cut. Uh, I mean, listen, uh, uh, the yard had to be mowed. Uh, uh, they made sure before they left we was out of the bed. Amen. And they made sure we had plenty to do throughout the day. And I thank God for that. Amen. What I'm saying is there was some accountability and there was some ambition. I'm going to tell you, I didn't have no ambition when it comes to gardening but my mom and dad sure had some ambition about it and they was going to make sure that me and my brother fulfilled their ambitions. Amen. They was going to make sure that they would listen and say if we come home and it ain't done, you're done. Amen. I'm telling you that's just the way it was and I thank God for that reason. Amen. We didn't sit around and play video games all day long. We didn't stay in the kitchen, amen, eating them out of house at home, gaining 50 pounds over the summertime. I'm telling you, we didn't lay up and sit on a cell phone all day long. No, we had something that a lot of young people don't know nowadays. We had responsibility and we had chores. And I couldn't see why we had to do that. But what I didn't realize is that they knew that built character, amen. It kept the labor kept the laziness out of you. And I'm going to tell you, this is a lazy generation. Generation. Amen. Uh, uh, brother, tonight or this morning, uh, uh, we need members that won't be lazy when it comes to their local church. Uh, and we need preachers that uh, won't be lazy when it comes to the ministry. Amen. I'm telling you, if you're a God-called preacher, uh, you don't need to be lazy. And if you're lazy, you need to get out of the ministry and don't ever get in it. Can I get an amen? Amen. I'm talking about this morning. It'd probably get a little quieter, but it'd be all right. I mean, listen, won't work around the church. I'm talking about preachers. I mean, listen, come over here and have a dinner and you can't find a preacher hardly with a search warrant. Some of you work, but some of you eat and leave. Amen. And I know who you are and I'm preaching to you this morning. Won't pay your bills. Uh, not faithful to Sunday school and church. Uh, won't even pull up uh, and back up the other preachers when they preach. Uh, and listen, I'm talking about, hey, preachers, listen to me this morning. Uh, I'm telling you, if you're a man of God, you ought to pay your bills. Amen. If you go to Bible college, you ought to pay your Bible college bill. If you're struggling, you ought to at least try. Can I get a witness right there? If you owe a bill in this Bible college, we don't need the money, but you need the character. Amen. Uh, to pull up and pay your bills. Amen. If you can't do that, get out of the ministry and get an honest job and just go to church and try to be a Christian but still pay your bills. Can I get an amen right there? I'm telling you, friend, this is the sorriest and laziest generation of preachers, young preachers I've ever seen in my life. Acting like going to one night of Bible college is something. I can't even give one night to study the Word of God and you call yourself a man of God because you work about six hours 
hours a day. Uh, you think you're working hard. Uh, you don't even know what hard work is. Can I get a witness on that? I'm just not going to leave a stone unturned. Uh, I'm telling you this morning, uh, if you're going to be a preacher, you better get you some character. Amen. Hey, I'm forgetting a Bible diploma and you need one. But I'll tell you what, you better get you some character while you're getting that diploma. I wouldn't support a preacher. And you know what? We ain't going to support a preacher. Can I get a witness right there? That won't go to Bible college here. Won't pay their bills. I mean, are y'all still with me this morning? How in the world? Why would we give somebody money that won't even pay their own bills? Robbing Peter to pay Paul? owing half the church something because you borrowed from everybody in the church uh, and then won't listen want to go to uh, want to go out and serve God in some full time ministry no you need to get you two jobs and pay all your debts uh, so you can live and walk honestly amongst everybody I'm just talking about this morning uh, hey I remember what it was you say oh preacher you got it easy no I don't got it easy uh, but I remember what it was uh, I remember being stuck in the backside of a carpet mill for 12 hours a day for 4 years 5 days a week working 60 hours a week and, and pastoring a church uh, and going to Bible college not one night but four nights for three hours a night leaving at 4.30 in the morning and coming home about 9.30, 10 o'clock at night I know what that's like uh, but I'll tell you what God did for me Dathan during those days uh, he put my nose to the grind uh, he was teaching me some things I didn't know uh, and number one is you don't quit when things get hard uh, and you don't quit when you get behind uh, and you gotta stay with it amen uh, and you gotta sweat you got to labor and you got to work. Hallelujah. Well, for the few that are still listening this morning, it ain't just preachers. I mean, listen, and the self-promotion, can I get an amen right there? It's a major lack of character. Brother, I'm so tired of seeing people uh, listening. Uh, uh, somebody go to the altar and somebody get a picture of them like they're a billboard. Uh, listen, put them up there. Uh, listen, when, when they go to the altar and taking pictures uh, and posting pictures of people praying in the altar, they ought to be in the altar praying with them. Is that right? Uh, I'm talking about all this self-promotion amongst men of God. Uh, it's plumb sickening. Uh, I'm telling you, it doesn't do anything for the cause of Christ. Uh, I'm telling you, it needs to be nothing about me and everything about him. Uh, I don't need to tell you everything I'm doing. I, I don't need to blow a trumpet every time God does something and uses me. Uh, if God ever uses me, it's because he's uh, get to get the glory and I'm to not let the left hand know what the right hand doeth. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Boy, I feel like preaching now. I get tired of it. I mean, people have preachers that don't know how to hide themselves. Just be, just do something and not tell everybody what you're doing. Well, I'm telling you, I'm just going to plow her all the way up, Brother Laddie. You'll stay with me, won't you? I'm talking about spiritual men of God never promote themselves. Never. It ain't about me this morning. This church is not about me. I'm going to tell you how much God don't need me this morning. He could let me drop dead while I'm preaching. And this church will be just fine. Because it ain't my church, it's his church. Is that right this morning? Brother, I'm telling you, God won't ever use a man fully 
if he don't humble himself and realize that you gotta get you gotta get self off the throne, you gotta put Christ on the throne, you gotta say the word I needs to be as far away from our vocabulary as much as we can get it. I mean, we have to die daily, we have to crucify our flesh. I'm telling you, that's the character of a Christian, is that we live and we clothe ourselves in humility and we make everything about Jesus. We make much of Jesus and we make nothing of ourselves. Amen. We don't tell people, we don't promote ourselves. And if anybody says anything good, I sure ain't going to be stupid enough to go out and tell everybody what somebody said. Brother Danny, I'm going to let it go in one ear and out the other because I know I'm rotten this morning outside the grace of God. I'm just an old bag of flesh and bones. And I thank God the Spirit of God did move inside and by grace I've been saved. But I'm just a sinner saved by grace. I don't have anything to glory in. I saved the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. I glory in Him this morning. Amen. I just feel like preaching to you preachers a minute. You stay, you stay, you stay faithful to where God puts you. You can't run out there and start doing stuff. I think you got to prove yourself about 25 years. And then after you prove yourself 25 years, then you got to be real, real careful this morning. I've been here 25 years. I have to be very, very careful to not let my guard down because now's the time the devil would really want to ruin me, my wife, my family, this church. Scares me literally to death if you want to know the truth this morning. To the point I need everybody's prayers and I don't hardly go nowhere by myself. Amen. Everybody don't have that luxury. I'm not down on people that do. But I just, I don't want to mess up. I don't want to get off course. A lack of character. When you have to put self in the forefront, you lack character. I'm talking about this boy lacked character. He's all about himself. He's all about sleeping. It's about what he wants. He lacks character. Uh, this morning, young people, make sure you get character. That's why you get up and you work. That's why you, you get busy. That's why, thank God, your parents give you chores. And, and when you get old enough and you get out, hey, listen, you get a job, but character says you put God first. Amen. You don't make your job your God. Amen. Uh, you don't listen go out there and forfeit all your convictions and all your faithfulness and dedication to God uh, to get a job working on Sunday and giving up everything you've ever stood for you have some character amen a character says I'm going to live for God a character says I'm going to go to church a character says I'm going to read my Bible and pray a character says I'm not going to be lazy I'm going to keep a clean room and my parents ain't going to have to stay on me all the time I'm not going to sleep till the sun warps my feet amen I'm going to get out there I'm going to labor and I'm going to work. I'm going to sweat and I'm going to toil. I'm going to learn some things in life. I'm going to respect my elders. I'm not going to be a know-it-all. I'm not going to have all the answers. I'm going to learn to keep my mouth shut my ears open. Y'all still with me? I'm talking about character, amen. That's what character will teach you, amen. And parents, if you want to teach them character, you get you a, you get you a belt and you get you a hickory and you get you a Bible. Is that right? You pour the word of God in them and you pour the hickory and the belt on them. You used to say that and people would just, well, people say amen. Now they look at you because they're scared to death. 
They're afraid of defects. They're afraid they got to look across the aisle and see if somebody's going to say amen to that. I'm telling you, it's all in that book. Go home and read Proverbs. Amen. I mean, it's in the book. I'm not proud of the bounds of Scripture this morning. Uh, you go read that book. Uh, the Bible doesn't talk about uh, a timeout. It doesn't talk about consulting with them uh, and finding out, uh, uh, you know, their innermost feelings as to why they told a lie and to try to psychologically figure out what's going on with them. The Bible doesn't talk about uh, uh, running them to this doctor and to that doctor and seeing if they got some kind of medical disorder as to why they want to get, uh, you know, not listen to what you have to say and they don't want to obey you. I'm telling you a little bit of hickory tea uh, uh, will do some good. Amen. Uh, uh, listen, I'm telling you in the word of God, oh, Brother Randy Sutherland said uh, his mother held a Bible in one hand the hickory in the other and said when the Bible wouldn't get him in line, said the hickory would. I say amen to every bit of that. Uh, I'm telling you, free up. Uh, I'm talking about lost people. Had more convictions uh, and more character 30 years ago about raising children than a lot of people go to churches nowadays because uh, everybody's tight-lipped and locked jaw and scared to death uh, to say anything about anything. Uh, but I'll tell you, by the good grace of God, I started out preaching it. I raised my children that way and I'm going to preach it till I die. Amen. Amen. Still right. I'm talking about this morning. Lack of character. That's why he slept during summertime. I don't want to be a spiritual bug. After all these years of being saved, I still need God to put character in my life. You're born with your temperament. Character is put into your life based on education, religion, and responsibilities, or a lack of those things produces a lack of character. Personality... If it is genuine, it flows from the temperament and the character that's been put in a person's life. If it's fake, uh, then there's a person that's always reinventing themselves, always changing their personality because they're not genuine to reveal who they really are on the inside. But I'll tell you, good godly parents uh, uh, that my friend love their children and raise them in the bounds of the Scriptures and teaches them a good work ethic, ethic and believes in uh, uh, discipline in the right form, in the right fashion. You know what you'll raise? Uh, you say, well, if I do that I'll raise a rebel no you'll raise a child that'll have character now they may rebel but I'll tell you underneath that rebellion there'll be some character a foundation that was laid there that'll follow them all the days of their life you know why that prodigal son came home he hated the farm he hated the field he wanted the righteous living but his daddy put some character in his life his daddy taught him what was right and when that boy got out there and got to the bottom of nothing he knew daddy wasn't going to come bail him out he knew daddy wasn't going to come join him where he was at. He knew if he wanted to get right, he's going to go back to the same place and pick up where he left off. His daddy put some character that made him want to go home. Amen. Oh, our young people need it today. And I'll tell you, preaching, I never want to preach to be mean. I hope you understand that. But I'll tell you, it's going to take some preaching nowadays to keep the church where it needs to be at. Don't misunderstand me this morning. I don't have an axe to grind. I'm not upset with nobody. I just know this. That's what Brother Barnes said last Sunday. What you don't preach on will overtake your church. Amen. I'm telling you, I, uh, there's enough lazy church members and lazy uh, churches across this country doing nothing. And time is running out. Jesus is coming and more people's going to hell than they've ever been right here in this town where we're living at. I'm telling you the responsibility. I feel it on my shoulders. Uh, I know that you feel it on your shoulders this morning. 
morning. I, and I don't, want to, I don't want to have a lack of character. Character says I won't only get out of bed to go to work on time. I'll get out of bed to go to church on time. If you can go to work Monday through Friday and be on time for work, but you can't be on time for Sunday school, then you like character this morning. And you need to get right with God about that today. Don't get mad at me for telling you the truth. I love you enough to tell you. It's your children and your, and your grandchildren is at stake. And if you can roll out of bed to make a dollar, surely you can roll out of church or roll, roll out of bed to go to the house of God. And be faithful to the house. I know sometimes people have things that happen. I'm not saying that I understand those type of things. But I'm telling you this morning. You know in your heart of hearts. If you're giving God your best. Or if you're just floating God the leftovers. Amen. I'm talking about this boy like character. So it became a summer bomb. He's, uh, I'll tell you another reason. He lost conscience. Amen. He slept in harvest time. He lost an awareness of the hour that he was living in. He only cared. Uh, listen. About what he wanted. He became numb. He became negligent. He didn't care about the harvest. Uh, the further the harvest went, the less he cared. Uh, all he cared about was resting and sleeping and comfortable. Hey, listen to me. If you're a young man in this church, uh, don't walk around like you're wore out and tired all the time. You ain't lived long, life long enough to be tired. Can I get an amen? I've never seen so, lazy young, so many lazy young people. I mean, they work about 8 hours, 10 hours a day, and they just walk around like they're 95 years old, wore out and tired. No, you're not wore out, you're lazy. Amen? And if you'll just put your nose to the grind and just keep on working, about six months of that or a year of that, if you'll stay with it, you'll quit being tired. I'll tell you, you'll be conscious, amen, that that's what real men do. It's what men did while you was growing up and what they're still doing today. I'm talking about, friend, don't be, don't be numb, don't be negligent. And this boy lost consciousness, amen. Their churches have become numb. Used to be a time, I'm not saying this to get you to come, I think you understand that. Used to be a time when people were so sensitive, I'm talking about saved people. When the Holy Ghost smote them on the heart, well, they knew before the sermon was over, I gotta go do business with God. Now they brush it off. Or they'll even be so bold to nod their head and smile like a possum, knowing they've been hit right in the heart by the Holy Ghost. I'll tell you tonight or this morning, I don't want to lose consciousness. I don't want to get so wrapped up and so used to what goes on around here or anywhere for that matter that I just go with the flow. I've watched it down through the years. People come in this church and they think it's the greatest thing since sliced pie. Man, where's this place been all my life? And more of the choir and, and the singing and, and the preaching helps me and the fellowship and, and oh, they, they just can't get enough of it. But eventually, if they're not careful, they'll start getting numb. I tell you, if you don't read your Bible and pray, this church will never be enough for you. You'll love it starting out. But a church can't sustain you seven days a week. You've got to have a walk with God. You've got to get over the Jordan. 
Being in a good church is not going to, alone it's not going to salvage your children. You say, but I, I want to have them in a good church. And yes, that's right. Uh, I tell your children need an awareness of the hour. They need an awareness on Monday and Tuesday just like on Sunday and Wednesday. They need an awareness uh, that they've got to gather. They've got to gather something on Monday from that book for themselves. They've got to gather something on Tuesday. You've got to gather Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. There's not enough here going on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. I just sustain me and you all week and defeat us all week. I'm telling you the reason some people come to church and sit like wooden Indians and never feel anything is because they're sleeping during the harvest time. I'm telling you, you've got a whole lot right here to gather through the week, but it's up to you whether you wake up and pick it up this morning. Best preaching in the world can't make people live right. He lost conscience. He's living careless. That's why he's a summer bum. He just, this old boy just doesn't care how much work is going on around him. You see, all he's interested in is relaxation, rest, recreation, pulling the covers up, taking, being at ease in Zion. I don't want to get at ease. I don't want to get to the place in the ministry where it's like, well, we got a good church and, and well, we, everything's going smooth and it's a well-oiled machine and, and so I just kick it in. No, no, no. We don't want to kick nothing in neutral. I'm telling you, we want to keep going after sinners. If you're a Sunday school teacher, you ought to be praying, God, help me be a better Sunday school teacher six weeks from now than I am right now. If you sing in the choir, you ought to pray, God, help me give 150% every time I step in the choir to sing. I'm telling you, if you're a special singer, you ought to pray over every song and you ought to live clean, and you ought to live right, and you ought to ask God to touch your singing. I thank God for talent, but talent will never do what a touch will do. I've seen people that didn't have no talent, but they sure had a touch. And when they sang, heaven came down, and glory filled their soul. And you ought to never be satisfied if you ever sing without the touch of God. And you ought to know the difference. I'm saying this morning, don't live your life carelessly. Please don't do that. I'm telling you this morning, as a preacher, I don't want to make anybody mad. But at least if I make you a little bit mad, at least we've touched something. This morning, I don't want to be numb. I'm telling you, there's some of you sitting here this morning, you're as fine a church members as anybody's ever going to have. But if you don't let God... Wake you up. That's what he's doing this morning. If you, don't, if you don't let God break you, if you don't let God get your attention, I'm telling you, friend, I've seen the best of them. And we've seen the best of them come through the doors. And they're not even here. And they're not even in church this morning. I'm talking about people that sing. I'm talking about people that preached. I'm talking about people that testified with a touch of God. I'm talking about people that went to church and sat right where you sat. And they're not even in church this morning. See what happened? Became a summer bomb. Started living careless. Brother Gravely doesn't know about this. I, I, I may not. But your allegiance should never be to me. It ought to be to Christ. Why did this boy become a summer bum? He's loving comfort. You know, I found this out. When the alarm clock goes off, get up. 
Are y'all believe that? I'm telling you, if I lay there two minutes, I might lay there two hours. Are y'all like that? There's no snooze button for me. You just got to tear out of that bed. I set my cell phone far enough away that when it goes off, it makes me mad in the morning. And I always have this same thought, Brother Wilson, when it goes off. Why did I do that? It's not in arm's reach. I have to physically get up and, and go get it. And I'm, you know, I'm in the flesh. I do. I wake up in the flesh every morning. I'm sorry. I wake up and I'm them first three steps. I mean, I'm mad as three devils tied together. That's a Baptist, Methodist, and Presbyterian. You know that, don't you? I'm thinking, you, you big dummy, why did you do But then when I turn it off, okay, I'm awake, ready to go. I don't do that because I'm spiritual. I do that because I know this flesh. If I hit that snooze button at two minutes, it might turn into 20 minutes or two hours. And this morning I'm afraid that people have loved the comforts of America and the comforts of society. And I'm not against them. Don't misunderstand me. That we've hit the snooze button too many times. And this morning all I'm trying to do is to get some of you out of that summer sleep and say, I want God more in my life than ever. I'm trying to get somebody. I don't know who this morning. I really don't know who. I'm being honest with you. But you know this morning, somebody to rise up out of the, some preacher in this church to say, I'm tired of being a, a bum of a preacher, not showing up on time for Sunday school, not paying my college bill, always whining about everything going on in my life. You ain't got it hard. Maybe some preacher get in this altar and say, I want to be a man of God. Quit promoting myself. Less about me and all about him. Maybe some church member this morning that's sitting on the fence, got your feelings. You know, you ever seen people carry a chip like that in church? And they walk around like this right here. <laughs> well, I'll tell you one thing, you made me mad. Summer bums, what that is. Get the chip off your shoulder. Amen. Pour out the cup of bitterness and criticism. Quit putting everybody you know under the microscope. Put yourself under it. That's what we all need to do this morning, Amen. pastor included. Don't look at nobody else. If you got to call somebody and tell somebody something, I promise you what. They did to you is no worse than what you're doing right at that moment. Let's stand this morning. I hope you know this morning. I, I love you, church, and I, I don't ever preach a sermon to you that don't speak to my own heart. I never. And this morning, I don't even know. Only you know if God speaks to you. But He deserves our all, doesn't He? He deserves our best every season of life. I don't 
want to let the things, and I know we all live busy lives. Sometimes busyness is such a burden, and we have to put God first, and we have to reprioritize, and sometimes we have to, don't sleep spiritually through the summertime of your life. You let God help you. You let Him help you this morning, and I promise you this morning, I promise you this morning, I bow my head and say, Lord, help me not to say anything you wouldn't have me to say. And help me to speak the truth in love. I tell you, I love everybody in this building this morning. And I just want to see you stay faithful to God. I want to see your children grow up and serve God. I don't ever want to see you have a heartache or heartbreak. I mean that. I just want to see God's blessing on your life. As a pastor, I really truly mean that. I don't want anybody to ever be a casualty that's here this morning. And I never preach something to you that I feel like I've conquered it or arrived myself. I'm telling you that word of God will shine the light on all of us and tell us where we need to pull up that slack. And while Brother Sam sings, you just obey God this morning.